Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Pick 6 Podcast, where I have signed up for Peacock this week as have thousands of others in the state of Nebraska. Sam McEwen along with Evan Bland and Tom Chattel. Have you gentlemen signed up for Peacock yet? Unless they add the uh, Rockford Files, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> they may be on there. I, Yellowstone I is on there. I, I'm, I'm going to be at the game. Yeah. I don't need it, do I? Right. Man, I have the first four seasons of The Office on DVD, so if I, if I need it at that point, I'll uh, just whip those guys out. They have all the seasons of The Office. Yeah. They purchased from Paramount the entire Yellowstone series, which makes no particular yeah, sense, but it's there. And only, they're going to have Nebraska football this weekend. There's always one bar in Omaha that has it. And I understand it's a very expensive thing for uh, a, a bar to get, but there's one that has it, and I probably won't say what it is. I don't want them – I can probably get them out of business. But um, uh, so I think there'll be, there'll be others as well that have it. So um, go down the street, your favorite, your favorite corner uh, spot. It might be on. But um, I don't know. It's, it's – Six bucks? That one of those? Yeah, it's pretty cheap. There's a two versions, I think, and the older, more expensive version that gives you the office is eleven. So that's the one that we got. And then you you, you, you can cancel right away, right? I'll cancel after the basketball season. Husker basketball is going to be on there like ten times. So you know, like we're back in the pay per view era. I don't remember what the last Husker football pay-per-view game was, but I feel like it was in the Big 12. That's a great question. 2010 the Kansas, maybe, one. when they played Turner Gill. Hmm. Like, I, you know, I know that 08 Kansas was on pay-per-view, and that was a great game. That was uh, Joe Gans against Todd Reesing, the last round. It was like 48-38. It was a great game. That anyway. was 08. 08, yeah. That was a great game on pay-per-view. <laughs> it wasn't on regular TV. And that. And I believe, don't ask me why, I, 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 I was still Mangino. It I was. remember him on the sideline in this, the biggest letter jacket I've ever seen in my life. I'm just walking up and down the sidelines in this letter jacket. I'm going, there he is. And they, they, they were on top of the world right then. They, they were, were really, really good. And It took him 15 right. years to get back to where Mangino had him. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. It is, but they're back there. Like they're, you know, they're, yes, they're, that's yes. a that's a that's a good football program. You were down there uh, to visit your daughter, and you you mentioned in I think in your your first downs that you had, or maybe it was on a, a post. So like you went into a KU bar and it was full, and they were all watching football. Oh, we couldn't. There was a line down the, the block, and there 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 was nowhere to sit. So I, I basically stood the whole game watching it with my wife and daughter. I'm making. Cave football, huh? This has come a long way. <laughs> it is. The, for the the big Iowa State game, right? It I was. Mean, um, I, I saw Sandy Budo last night at the Creighton game, and he was um, we were talking about it. With yeah, that game was actually harder than the uh, Oklahoma game in some ways because Iowa State's good and they're on the road, and 
you're you're coming down from that game. So anyway, Nebraska, Nebraska. <laughs> you, now you want to talk about what was harder. So Nebraska goes to Michigan State, and I thought that was going to be a hard game because I thought yeah. it was going to be a letdown. Yeah. And we got up there, and by the end of the game, I think there was probably forty five, fifty thousand fans. There was sure. At the end of the game, it was a little bit intimidating. At the beginning of the game, it was about as loud as this room right now. It was bad. And Nebraska played like it. It's almost like they needed the crowd to show up and get a little feisty before their defense kicked into gear. And I thought it was a huge missed opportunity. Didn't you? And I felt like Rule acted like that after the game. Yeah. Well, and you asked him about, especially defensively, it felt like they were just kind of sleepwalking a little bit. I mean, we, we. I thought they were beat up. And he he did not he he, no. did, he didn't agree with that. No, he did not. You had Tony White talking about getting the the signals in or the signs in, yeah. and yeah, it was it was it was odd. Like for the first time, the defense didn't get its Superman cape, and the offense didn't get a big play. And like that was the difference. Yep. Like that that was what it was. And that's a tough one, man. I mean, we could be sitting here talking about bowl eligibility, which bowl and, we're going to, and being in a in a in a tie with Iowa atop the West. Um, and instead, like there's. Kind of a little bit of nerves now. You kind of look at Maryland, and, and it's like, well, you know, if, if you don't get that one, then you're counting on Wisconsin or Iowa. It definitely, the tenor of this home stretch absolutely changed with that one. I, I think it just spoke to where the program is right now. They're not ready yet, and they don't know how to do it still, and they're still flawed. The, a defense has played great, but they, they took a day off because that's where, where things are right now. Yep. So um, they haven't learned yet. Yep. They're still learning. And that was kind um, of a frost era. I'm not saying it was like, but it was a game that you're like, yeah, that's the team from the frost era. And that's a, that's a game. One um, score loss. That's a game where they, you know, Michigan State in that atmosphere, Michigan State didn't play great. They just made a few more plays in Nebraska. Didn't play I mean, and, um, but um, we took, you know, the, the Monday message this week. I, you know, back in college, they I don't think they had this in Nebraska. I think they probably have. Uh, but way back in the day at Missouri, they had a a class that was it was called football coaching one hundred and one. It, it was literally called it was called football one hundred and one, and the football program offered the the, the class. And it was all, most of it was a few football fans, but it was mostly sports writers from the, the J school who wanted to learn about football. Yeah. And they, they said a GA or two. Uh, it might have been like an assistant coach, but I, I took it one semester because I was, it was easy. I wanted the grade <laughs> and I wanted to learn more about the program. And that's what I feel like this year is with Matt Rule. This is we're, like we're football 101. On Monday, he talked about embracing the moment, uh, the pressure. You know, w- welcome the heat. You want, you know, you want the pressure. Learn to deal with it. They won't grow until they get it. I thought that was great. Have you guys ever been around a, a coach like that where it really does feel like every time he's talking to the media, he's no. talking to his team? Like it's it's a different vibe than anything that I can I've, think of. I've been to coaches who. Right, coaches who 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 t- talked down to us, um, some who didn't want to talk at all. Uh, you know, I yeah, this is unusual, and sometimes, you know, the the thing he said about about Michigan this week or the scouting was 
Somebody said, well, was that an accident? And I said, ah, I don't think anything's an accident with him. I, I, think, I think he was, it came out, but it, I, I, think, I think he wanted to say something. Why do throw it out there mm-hmm. and let everybody know he's mad about it? Yep. But not go any farther than that. Does that make sense? Yes. You kind of slipped it in there. Right. Like really quickly. But I think it was on purpose. I do. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think he meant to say something, and, that, and that's what he said. But <laughs> I love and that. And then we followed you know, Mitch with the athletic, yeah. uh, who used to work here, uh, right. followed up on it. Absolutely. At the end. Like right. Mitch caught it, and he's like, and then Matt kind of had to address it. He didn't want to. He, well, he didn't want to, did he? He wanted yeah, to slip really. it in there. That's right. But no, I think he wanted. He wanted it known that I think. But don't you feel like we talked about that Monday? That oh yeah, everything is 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 on purpose. And but I just love. The, okay, it's every every week we get an update on where they are as a team. Okay, this week we're trying to embrace pressure. Well, it wasn't just. It's. I mean, it, it is Message Monday, and it's also like. Stand up for my guys Monday a yes. little bit. I mean, that's what he's yes. talking about. Like, he, and he mentioned it. Like, <clears throat> okay, Ryan Walters at Purdue is talking facts, as, as Rule said. Yes, and, and his and guys he, are saying, "What do you think?" You know, and, and he up. mentioned Harburg. Well, I'm coaching him for next year and the year after that. And some people kind of think that as mean. Well, he's the guy next year. No, no, no. He's not necessarily. He's just saying that to calm everybody down. Like people were ready to throw Harburg away after last Saturday. And move on to Chubba. You know, jump past Sims and go right to Chubba. Why isn't he playing? And I think that was a message to everybody, calm down. Harburg's the guy, and he's my guy. And it was a message to Harburg, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. And I'm coaching you for next year and the year after that. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that he's got his back. So um, I like that. And I like the fact that he said what he did about the – the replays and the, the calls, um, got to be careful with that. You can't, you can't come off as a whiner. You can't come off as a coach who's sour grapes because there's bad calls. The rest has had, had, had calls go their way this year too. So, um, but that was a message to his team. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend you on this. So um, that's a guy that you can play for. Let's go to the Michigan thing for a second. So he didn't mention Michigan. You wrote about it on Monday. Good column on Monday about Michigan. Um, so here we are. It's Wednesday. Michigan uh, got a notice of allegations from the Big Ten. The Big Ten is trying to move on this quickly versus waiting because I think the ADs and the coaches in the Big Ten want them to do that. Michigan's response back to the Big Ten is, yeah, these other teams do it too. And here's a, here's a spreadsheet that shows what they did to us. What do we think of that as a response to the Big Ten? Well, I, I, I think it's, um, it's funny in a way. That the, you know, and the old saying is there's a reason why coaches don't turn each other in for cheating because they all do it. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll turn you in too. Um, I, I think it's okay, fine. You got you know, show me what you got. We'll, we'll, we'll get to this later, but right now the topic is still you. You, you know, you did all this, and so don't try to change the subject. <laughs> um, like uh, it's, it's like somebody's kid, right? You know, you, you change the subject. Yeah, you did it too. No, no, no. We're talking about you. Um, but 
I think America is going to root for Penn State this weekend. Oh, and Penn State's never had anybody root for them. Well, <laughs> that's right. But this year, <laughs> this game, that response. Here's what's interesting. Everything it's, you're hearing is it's going to be a two-game suspension. And that's the word out there. So uh, today's Wednesday. Well, you're not. I mean, we're getting closer to Saturday. To our, if it's a two-game, it includes Ohio State. And so, which I think it should. I think if you're going to make it hurt, it has to include Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to Maryland, that's not going to hurt. Maybe a little. But it'll, it'll hurt if they lose the game because of it. Um, right. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, but this is purely turning into a Michigan-Ohio State politics uh, grudge match. You know, we hate each other. We're gonna drag each other under the mud, and and uh, and you guys all sort it out. So that 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 could be kind of fun to watch uh, as somebody on the outside. Um, but yeah, it does it, it, <laughs> excuse Michigan from anything they've done. But here they are trying to change the subject. What's a couple of things stood out to me is one. Again, Michigan's response to this is basically to snitch on other schools, which is <laughs> something we would never tell our kids to do. Don't you love the Big Ten? Well, I mean, I don't know that every school would do what Michigan's done. Two, that the other schools in the league dislike Michigan so much that they would help Purdue. Is it Michigan or Harbaugh? It could be, it could be both. It could certainly be just Harbaugh. But, like, what Michigan turned in is evidence that other teams hate them so much that they're willing to cheat to help Purdue. And I don't know if it's cheating. Like, it, it's a little bit more of a gray area with what they did for it, Purdue. It but, like, we're going to field. help you, if we can, to beat this team that all of us don't like. And it's, it's like Michigan and Ohio State are not really on the same – you know, they used to be like, hey, the, the league is run by these two teams. It's not that way. Like it's like these two teams are different now, and Ohio State's almost like the the man of the people, <laughs> and Michigan is not. And and again, like in my like, if you think about the years that Penn State football has existed, and okay, everybody rooted against Penn State after the Sandusky stuff has understood, but like nobody's really ever been like a big Penn. This this week, Penn State's going to be like America's team. People want to see Michigan lose, and Penn State can actually beat them. In theory, it's just striking to me. Like, part of this is that Michigan's just become sort of villainous. Well, I think the part that's interesting too is what's Tony Petiti's response. Like, he he he's inserted as this TV executive guru as the commissioner, and you're you're kind of you're in a tough spot. Either you back the team with evidence against it that's a flagship yep. member of your conference, or you side with the other thirteen coaches and Everybody's ads. Watching. And everybody else. So, like, it's a it's a big precedent. It comes in the heels of the Kansas basketball uh, situation where, where they, you know, did what they did, and there was no real consequence. The CFP has, has washed its hands of it officially, said that this is an NCAA issue. They're not going to have it in time. So, like, what Petiti does, and, and, Tom, you mentioned the timeline with Ohio State coming up in a few weeks, really fascinating, really interesting precedent. Well, the Big Ten normally – you know, what, what would Jim Delaney do? I don't know. Um, <laughs> normally, you'd go, well, the easy out is, well, we're going to let the NCA do this. Um, but you know, this is in your backyard, and this is your problem. 
So um, I think it's it's important to take care of the conference and and I, and, and do right by the conference. Uh, and the words integrity and uh, credibility come to mind here. Um, does the league have that? Does the uh, a commissioner have that? That and um, it's not about the the old the, the old boys network, Michigan Ohio State together. I I think that has gradually been torn apart by uh, realignment. Like the more you add, the more outside voices are in. It's not the old Big Ten club. Um, it's um, and now you're bringing in more next year. Um, and I thought I the way that COVID started to, to really uh, uh, tear that apart mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, with, with Ohio State and, and, and Nebraska leading the way, on, you know, you know, and so um, a lot of different voices, everybody kind of fighting each other. Um, yeah, so it's it's a different deal. I, I think this is, you know, if Michigan had um, Lloyd Carr or um, who's the guy at San Diego State? Brady the, Hoke. Brady Hoke. They wouldn't be quite as villainous. Harbaugh's a great villain. Yes, this is about Harbaugh in a lot of ways. Um, it's it's about Michigan being upper crust, arrogant Michigan as well. And uh, you know, like I said, the, um, the 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 higher moral ground is 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 like quicksand for them right now. Right. There's nothing left. Um, so. But they, the Big Ten's more like the SEC than they want to admit. Yeah. They're they're turning their you're going to turn me in. I'm going to turn you in. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Like we've talked on this podcast before about when Nebraska went to the Big Ten, it lost all of the the cachet and the, the mystique that it built up over the years with those rivals. I wonder as the Big Ten continues to grow, if that sort of erodes with the powers that be with Ohio State with Michigan, and it feels like this is be a really interesting litmus test of just how much sway Michigan still has with all these things changing around the league? That's a great question. Well, it, it does have sway, but, but you're right. I think there's going to have less sway, but Ohio State has sway, too. Sure. And some would say Ohio State is the the the, 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 the real power broker, you know, now with uh, Gene Smith on his way out, who knows? But, yeah, I think I think that's going to change, but I just think this is tough one because yeah if there was anybody else imagine if it was nebraska what would they probably throw him out of the league right just ask um, desmond howard yeah yeah so um i don't like to see michigan get spanked hard and and penalized and let him let him come back and say you know this isn't fair we're gonna leave <laughs> i'd love to hear that yeah you won't hear that but there'll be some michigan fans that'll be really pissed in the big ten um but the Big Ten will be shooting itself in the foot. They had, but that's not their fault. They didn't cause it. Michigan caused it. But yeah, if you throw Michigan out of the playoff or you cause them to lose and they drop out, that hurts because you've won one national title since 2002, and uh, they don't come along very often. Nope. So far, Ohio State remains higher ranked in the CFP, which I can only assume is based on schedule. Based on like watching the teams, Michigan's a better team, but that's well, the way it is for now. Well, let's see what happens next week. Let's see what happens. And next um, week, yeah. 
See, I, here's the thing about the college football playoff committee saying, well, we don't, we're not worried about that. We can't, you know, we have to let other people enforce all this. We can't do it. But they all vote. And everybody's got a, everybody's got a conscience. And, and, you know, yeah, I'm not, the, the, the chairman of the committee might say, don't use this when you vote, but you're going to, you know, if you think Michigan cheated and they shouldn't be in this thing, you know, everybody's got to vote. Everybody's got a conscience. So. Right. Right. And if Washington, Florida State end up undefeated, you can just as easily be like, eh, you know, like you can do stuff there to, to kind of manipulate it. Okay, let's go. That, that's good. That's a good discussion. I do want to go back to Harburg. Uh, so Nebraska, five and four. What are they? Three and four? Three and three. Three and three in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They play Maryland this weekend. They're going to see a good quarterback. Maryland's quarterback is legitimately good. And he uh, doesn't necessarily play for the best team, but he is a good player. He's probably one of the 15 best quarterbacks in college football. Uh, makes plays, probably has a chance to play in the NFL. Probably not quite as good as his brother, but, you know, he's good. And then you have Nebraska and their situation. Um, Nebraska has a quarterback that's going to be in, I think, his seventh start. Really tr- candid guy. You know, really transparent, I think. Even in ways that, you know, Adrian wasn't. Like, he, he'll just say, yeah, I was supposed to do – like, he's very honest about his own weaknesses. And uh, and then, you know, it's it's evident to me that, that Matt Marcus Satterfield wants him to kind of play, like, a loose and free. And that Matt Rule maybe wants that, but, you know, simultaneously doesn't understand some of the decisions he makes. It's just a really interesting thing to watch. And this offense, over the next three games, I think somewhere in there they've got to have a big game, and it's going to be on Harburg, and it's going to be on Satterfield to produce it. Well, I, I keep – I mean, what Satterfield said Tuesday about he wants old Heinrich back, the guy who can you know run through somebody's mouth, like that's kind of – it's coming full circle from what we had in the spring. I mean, he was – remember in the spring, Satterfield said kind of running hard was his superpower and all this, and then – the discussion as he became the starter was he needs to learn how to slide and protect himself. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he kind of pushed back on it, but he kind of went with it, and now they're going back the other way. It just feels like yeah. I, I don't know that they've done him a ton of favors in terms of kind of defining what they want him to be. And some of the big hits he took against Purdue, I thought, were because he was somewhere in between. Like he, 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 The instinct was to lay a shoulder into a guy, but he knew he shouldn't, so instead of sliding, he just kind of let up and, and took a hit. Uh, it'll be interesting if they can kind of get him back to the guy he was against Northern Illinois and late against Colorado, just the guy who's who's reading and reacting because his description of the interception that he threw down to the four was 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 interesting, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Just talking about how he had wrapped that play, whatever it was, fifty times, and he'd always thrown it to the middle, yeah, and so when that, went to the middle every time. But and, and because it was different, because the defender fell on the double move, he 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 didn't see that. And throw it to where he was. He threw it to where they had repped it. I, that's that's interesting to me that that was what happened on that play. I think it's really interesting that he said that. I you know I watched the, on the replay against Michigan State. They have a camera angle behind him, and Bullock is going this way, and then he just kind of goes this way. And yeah, Harburg probably should have thrown it up the line, as they say, skinny, keep it skinny. But at the same time, I don't blame him for thinking that's where Bullock was going to go. That's where I thought Bullock was going to go. And after after the play, I remember tweeting, I'm not going to speculate on what Bullock was trying to do there because I thought Bullock was supposed to break to the middle. He didn't. And so the play looked like Harburg had no idea what he was doing. Right. Anyway, sorry, Tom, go ahead. No, I I, um, I wasn't there uh, yesterday, but um, 
you know, if if Bullock had gone in the middle, well, there were two Michigan State there guys was. there as well. If you throw that ball to the middle, it's still going. It, it, it might get picked off either again. Right. So you you might get criticized for throwing a ball to where a bunch of guys are. So, um, hey, it's it's a miscommunication. It's football. It happens. You can't um, you can't obsess over it. You you, you got to correct it and move on. Um, yeah, these guys aren't perfect. They're they're not all Americans. Um, <laughs> but I like the fact that Harburg takes it, and he, you know, he he he, he he's very honest and raw, and and he he'll brutally say what happened and and what he should have been doing. But he can't obsess over it. He can't he can't think too much. Um, that's the problem. The the quarterback spot is a thinker's spot. It's like a golfer. You know, all this stuff in your right. head, and you're trying to right. – they want you to play loose and air it out. It's, man, it's hard because you, you've got to look at all this stuff, and it, 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 it takes, you know, very few can, can really do it well. Um, but um, I think he's been, he's been good, but he's, he's got to get better. I mean, he's, he's, he's been good enough to get them to where they are. Um, I don't know how much better he can get, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the guy a chance. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, I thought about uh, the day uh, Monday. Uh, Rule says that um, Harburg, well, he really wants to be the he wants to be the quarterback. He wants it so bad. Um, is that why he's playing? Do the other guy is that saying something about the other guys? I don't think it's saying anything about they don't want it as trouble. much. I don't want to say that it's the same thought, anything about Sam's. I'll just say that, you know, I think. I think why did he say that? I, I think what he's trying to say in that moment is Harburg wants to be Harburg wants to be out there. He wants to be competitive. Yeah. I think there's, I think people may, um, maybe he's trying to defend. Like you said, he's defending his guy. People are saying, what's he doing? Is he being competitive? Ooh. You know, is he being tough? Why is he hesitating? And I think they're saying, you know, I think he's trying to build him up. So. Okay. Well, he was talking I about young guys, right? I don't think it has anything to do with, with Purdy. I don't think it has anything to do with Sims He was either, talking right? about young guys and pressure. And, yeah. like, if you're a freshman, whoa, maybe I don't want to play as much because there's so well, much Sims on the line. Sims is on his four-game thing. So, like, if he plays, he loses a year of eligibility. So, like, I understand his sensitivity to it. I don't think that – I don't know that there is any. I didn't, I didn't take it as a slight to the others. I just thought it was really interesting. That, well, he really wants it. Oh, yeah. Um so yeah, I think he was defending him, but it's kind of like well, you know, I'll give the guy a break. Yeah, he's he making some mistakes, but boy, he he you know, he really wants it. You know, it's just um, right. Yeah, to an average Husker fan, that that's nice, but sure, they want results. They do. Do you guys do. think is is Harburg a is he a stopgap guy or is he a developmental guy? Like, which kind of quarterback is he? Like, is he the guy that you? invest in for two or three years and, and see the growth? Or is he the guy, because the starter got hurt and they're, you're, you know, they're a month away from going into the portal and finding somebody, is he kind of the, the filler? Like, what's, what's his his? I think, I think he's, he's not going to have three years to develop. It's, they're in a position where they have, to, they have to start, you know, next year. I mean, he's not going to get three years to, you know, at, at the end of the rainbow, he finally becomes his guy. No, they, they, they don't have that, that kind of time. Uh, nobody does. Um, they expect I mean, he. Most quarterbacks that you recruit out of high school 
you're going to have a year to either redshirt or develop, and th- and then it's go time, right? So it's, it's going to be go time next year, and he's either going to go or he's not. So I think he, he's he got potential, Evan. He, sure he does. Um, he's made some nice plays, but he's got to clean it up. And whether or not he can clean it up or not is in these next three games. And then you got spring ball. Spring ball spring ball. You don't know much in spring ball. Um, you know, it depends on who they go, who they, who they get in the portal. But I think they're going to have to get somebody in the portal just to throw into the competition and if not start next year. Um, but I think Harbrook's a guy you want on your team, though. I really do. I think um, I remember when Eric Crouch was on the sideline from uh, Bobby Newcomb and and that one Cal game where he threw him a pass and he ran 80 yards and, and he was on fire and he was catching passes and running reverses. and I guess, I guess he had a role like that for Harper. He's a guy you want in your offense who can make a play, but do you want him to be the quarterback? You know, um, I'll tell you one thing, you know, Seraphine wants to throw it. <laughs> and, you know, we never got to see enough of Sims to see if he could get out of that get out of that hole he dug himself into, but um, the, the, he's going to want to throw it. So I think the answer to your question is I think he's got potential, but he ain't, ain't going to get three years to yeah, – he's got he's to do it quicker. I'd sign off on that. I, I, I think we're on two sides of the same coin. So what I would say is, yeah, I agree with that. I do think he's got tools. I think that um, they have to decide what kind of offense they want to run. And right now, you have a hybrid of 49er, Dolphin, Eagle stuff, NFL, run game with 92 option. And that's not going to work long term. That, that it's just, it, it, it's, it's too much of a Frankenstein. And so, like, you're asking him on one play to know how to run a load option, on another play how to run a speed option, and and learn and know how to do it with apparently and they haven't taught him just pitch the damn ball. You do, like pitch the ball and let the fast guy beat an angle on a safety. Try let him try. They have they haven't got him there yet because they don't know how to coach it. And the one time they do, the one time he pitched it against Michigan State, it's a short side option into the boundary and the guy runs out of bounds. Like it's <laughs> there's just stuff that they're not. And uh, who was on the call? Uh, Spencer Tillman, who knows the option better than anybody. Right. He was the pitch back for Oklahoma in the 80s. He's like, I don't like that play. <laughs> you know, he would know. He's like the expert on that because he would have been the guy getting the pitch into the boundary. Absolutely. So, like, if he says it isn't the right play, it's not the right play. And so, and by the way, that was a great call by Spencer Tillman because he – about seven different times in that broadcast, critiques Nebraska for various things, but specifically their running backs. And their running backs got to be better in some areas, especially on that wide run. Fleeks has just got to take the hole. Grant was trying to go outside too much. Like, there's things they got to fix. Back to the point. They have to decide what offense they want to run, and then they have to decide what kind of quarterback they want. And, And Heinrich Harburg, I do think, has tools. Like, if you compare his tools to the guy at Iowa, and I, I, he, we don't even need to say his name. He's trying the best he can at 6'2 and a half and 265 pounds to do what he can do. But, I mean, I would take Heinrich tomorrow 
tomorrow. You know, sure. so like, there's a number of players in the league that I think you'd swap out what they're doing for Harburgs, but they have to decide what they want to run. And uh, again, Satterfield's got to have a good game here, and some of it has to be his players need to execute for him. But simultaneously, they need to have a game on the end on the way out here. It's probably not going to happen against Iowa because Iowa will, you know, mess with you where you walk. That's Iowa. But the two defenses they're going to play the next two weeks are not awesome. Maryland's defense isn't great, and neither is Wisconsin's. Yeah. Wisconsin's defense isn't great. You got to have a game where you could put up 350 yards and 24 points. It can't be 220 and 15. You know, so we'll see. I, I did, think that's, yeah. Well, and I just think about. You know, in three weeks, four weeks, the transfer portal is going to open up, and Nebraska is going to be in there. And I think we all agree they're going to be looking for a quarterback. But what I'm curious about is like how much one does the next three weeks inform kind of how they evaluate that position, what they're looking for, and then two, what kind of guy are you looking for in the in the portal in in a month? Is it? it I think you got to look at the whole the whole staff, Evan. What do you mean? You got to look at the whole operation. It isn't just the quarterback. You but you're going to have to make a decision. No, you can't. But you're going to have it's to make a decision. Fair. Like, are you going to go after a veteran, a young guy? Do you no. want a, a, a speed yeah. guy? Do you want someone who's passed first? You need, like, to, you, you need to decide what your staff wants to do. Yes. You need to decide if you're going to have a quarterback coach. And who they go after, I think, is, is really telling in that process. And I, do they know what they want to run? Maybe they I don't do. Know. I just think uh, what you said is all dead on. They'd, and they'd, they've got to have a summit meeting right now in, in real time. Can't wait to, until the end of the season to do it. They're doing probably talking about this behind the closed doors now. What what do we want to be? What offense do we want to run? Right. And and um, because what they're doing now isn't what they signed up for, and that's great. They adjusted to the talent. That's what you want. That's why they've got five wins. Um, but you're right. I believe they need to go together. The quarterback, the quarterback room right now, given the state of the quarterback room, it needs another quarterback. It needs somebody who can go out and make plays. You're not worried about interceptions. You're not worried about fumbles. You're, you're going to have a guy who's going to – Joe Gans come to mind, who's going to keep you in the right play, and he's going to make a play, and he's not going to give it to the team. And um, that's, to me, identity they want. It's the identity every coach wants. But if you're going to play really good defense, great defense, you have that kind of quarterback, you don't need a rambler gambler kind of guy. Right. You need a guy who's going to help you move down the field and 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 you know win the game. So I think they need to go find that guy. And that uh, if Harburg can beat him out, fine. But you better have him on board. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't go in with this, these three guys. If Chubba was the guy, Chubba would be playing. And okay. isn't it isn't it worth mentioning too? I mean, Harburg, the staff last year. Kind of forgot about him, did they not? I mean, they, they, well, yeah. I mean, what, what he, he did not benefit from a lot of development and well, attention. Yeah, but we can't, Gen- blame generally him for that. speaking, I know, but, and even into the we spring, like Mark there Ripple was, for that. we can't blame him for that. All I'm That's saying, all I'm saying is like there's growth that typically takes place early in a quarterback's career, sure, that maybe wasn't Harburg's experience. Well, and even into the spring, like we were, you know, I people were speculating. This is an trick question. Was Casey Thompson a better quarterback than anything Nebraska's putting out there right now? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Thank you. And they got him because of Mark Whipple and because of NIL. 
They did, you know, like that's part of the deal. Satterfield like, would have loved Casey Thompson. I think so. Yeah, yeah, sure. He wouldn't be running the ball. He'd be chucking it every right. time. And they didn't want, <clears throat> I mean, Casey was here, but he was hurt. Nobody knew. And Casey wanted yeah. certain guarantees. And you all know that. But my point being this, <clears throat> that like you have to, coming off of this season, you're talking about the portal. I get what you're saying. When you make the comment about do they want this or do they want this, what does the quarterback that they're going after want? And what that quarterback, if any quarterback is a quarterback of a quarterback salt, they're going to ask Nebraska, and what is your plan? Right, sure. What, what are you guys doing here? Right. I don't want to come in and run the option. I don't, I'm not running the load option. The guy from Arizona, one of the two guys from Arizona is going to transfer, right? That guy's going to cost money, a lot of money, whoever it is. They're not going to come in here and run the option. I don't Heinrich think, Harburg's willing to do it. I don't think they're going to run the options. I think they're going to. I agree. They're, they're, they're going to sell the next guy. We're going to throw it. That's what Santa Fe wants to do, right. and he'll do it until somebody tells him we're not. We're not going to do that anymore. You're not going to be the coordinator anymore. You know, whatever. But the original vision was Jake no. Peets was going to come here and be the quarterback coach. Jake Peets, the quarterback coach for the Los Angeles Rams, or yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. Jake Pete, a quarterback coach at LSU. That was the story originally. Mm-hmm. And then he decided not to do that. He decided to stay with the Rams. And then Satterfield, who was going to be the tight ends coach, became the quarterback coach. Now, as you go into the offseason, here's the question. Is that how you want to keep it? If you want to keep it that way, then Marcus Satterfield needs to decide who the guy is. And then they need to align Marcus Satterfield's desires with the NIL team. And you need to decide how much money you want to give. With- you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's the standard going forward. <laughs> it can't be. Well, Jeff Collins said this this right. guy's good. Right. Like now totally. you know what you have and what you don't have, and you need to marry that up. <clears throat> or is the question, hey, Marcus Satterfield's going to run a pro style Eagles, 49ers style offense, combination of both, a little bit of run, a little bit of pass, cool run shit, whatever. Then you got to say, do we want a quarterback coach to come in? And if you get a QB coach to come in, then all of a sudden you can you can say to the kid, "Listen, we're going to develop you for the NFL." So, like all those, uh, the question you're asking is perfectly good, but it's the question on. But I think that what Tom's saying is they need to have a summit meeting that precedes that question. Absolutely, and that um, what they decide to do there then becomes the conversation. Because if you want to keep doing what you're doing right now, then Heinrich Harburg may be your only option. Because I don't think a lot of guys are going to come in here and do what he's doing. So, like, what what takeaways do you have from the offense this year? Then, like, is was is this a total like throwaway year in terms of like, is there any progress, or yeah. was this just a hey, well, yeah. let's patch it together with what we have? We're going to try to get to a bowl game, and then we're going to get the guy, we're going to get the vision that we want. Like, do you take anything from what yes, they've done offensively? I, I, I agree with all that. Yet, yeah, no. What I take away is these guys. Uh, t- took what they had and tried to make the best of it. Yeah, sure. That's what, Which that's is great. What, that's what you want. Absolutely. From a coaching staff. But now, that aside, let's see, okay, what do you got? What's your vision? What's your plan? And that's what has to be next. Um, and the, the portal, imagine not having the portal. The portal allows you a chance to do that. So, um, but I, I, you know, the, uh, can they, I, I, can they get Pete's to come back? Can they? I think a quarterback coach will be. Yeah, I think in this day and age of, of transfer quarterbacks, it's probably a good idea to have that. Yeah. So you, 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 so that guy can sell the, the any 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 of the, uh, the transfers on. I mean, 
nobody kind of I can sell the vision like that, like I can be like that. But um, I think what Harper has really benefited from rule in so many ways. Like you said, he kind of fell through the cracks, you know, in the, the last, especially the way the last season went, and. Um, yeah, it was it was all Whipple, and and uh, he wasn't going to play any. He didn't want anybody else. And I, sometimes when you get a new coach, uh, players suddenly, uh, you know, something clicks, or the coach sees something in a player. I think that's what happened here with, with Rue and Harburg. They immediately remember that in camp. Mm-hmm. They talked about him. Remember so, our February conversation with Rule? Yeah, he brought Harburg up. I mean, yeah. so. That, that they were kind of a good marriage, and I think again, I, I he's a good guy you, you have on your program, whether he's mm-hmm. playing quarterback or not. And I think there's a role in that offense for him. Um, could could he become a receiver? Again, I'm not throwing him away. He can be the quarterback, but he's got to do a lot better. And um, and that starts Saturday. It's so. Your statement about is there anything they can take? Yes, the run game design that they have with the running backs, they can they can move forward with. Um, speaking and again, I'm not a coach or a former player or any of those things, but just speaking technically a little bit, I really like the way that they come around um, with pullers, with tight ends and fullbacks. I like the way they do that. That slice play worked really well against Michigan State, and that's where they're bringing the fullback over and they're bringing a tight end over at the same time, and then they're bringing the running back either between the alley that is created by the receiver and the tight end, or he's cutting, he's bending it back inside. Those are good football plays. The sweep to fleeks, the outside run, mm-hmm. that's a good play. That's a good play. and they, They've developed that. That's obvious. Um, some of their some of their read option stuff that's not related to the speed option has been good. Um, so there are things that he has put in there that a wasn't true of their team last year because Mark Whipple's run game was not nearly as complex. But b is also things that you can take forward. I think they got to get more tight ends. I think they have to get better tight ends. Mm-hmm. I think Fedoni is good. I think Borkircher has been pretty good. They need to get more and they need to develop better. And Carter Nelson's fine. But you got to have a guy that can go kick someone's ass. If you're going to run this offense, and Michigan has this. Michigan has Colston Loveland, who is a great receiving tight end. And then they got these three other guys that are about 265 pounds, and their, their job is just to kick people's ass. They need a couple more of those. Maybe those are walk-ons. And then they need a, they need a running back. Like, they need a running back. And maybe it's Emmett Johnson. But that you can take forward, I think. And the, I've loved the design of the end arounds. Um... I think they've run one jet sweep. I love the design of the end of rounds and the jet sweeps. Jalen Lloyd's got to hit it harder, and he's got to run it a little better because the design on those things, every single time they've run it, Evan, should have gotten more yards than it did. Yeah. Jalen Lloyd's got to run that thing like he's running right. the 100-meter dash. And if they do those things, then I think you can take that forward. The question mark is the pass game. They, for the first time this season, they ran two wide receiver screens on Saturday, and they were the worst-looking wide receiver screens I've seen here since I can't even remember. Tim Beck ran them all the time, and they were pretty. Mike Riley did a pretty good job with them, too. Scott Frost, that was like 2019 Purdue ugly, when Adrian was, like, hurt and he was throwing the ball into the (laughs) ground. I'm like, Nebraska doesn't look like it knows how to run a wide receiver screen. they got to work that. they got to fix that. And there's other things they got to fix too, but like there's things they can take forward. 
And the other thing they've got to learn how to do is they got to learn how to play with tempo. They got to learn how to play with tempo. You can't, I understand that you want to slow it all the way down and you want to be Minnesota, but if you want to go where you want to go, you, you got to learn how to, when you want to hit the gas pedal on a defense, you have to be able to go boom, 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 boom. And that's not something they're good at yet. Nope. All those things have to improve in the off season. And I don't know, you know, Satterfield's got it. He, he's the one who's paid to do it. He's got to figure it out. Rule's got to help him. And they got to decide where they want a quarterback coach. But like the last three games, watch that offense. Because that offense can't just keep going out there and saying, we're going to turn it over three times. We're not going to gain any yard. Like, that can't happen. Or otherwise, big changes have to happen. They lead the nation in giveaways. And that's a, that's a, that's a trend of Satterfield's offenses. You can't lead the nation in giveaways, and they do. Hmm. If they lose this weekend because of that, and I think they might. It's possible. It's and they gotta go they gotta go beat Wisconsin or Iowa to make a bowl game. I know. I think the defense I really think this last especially this week, the defense has to okay, you're the big brother, you're the big boy here. You you've gotta go you gotta go make it happen. Yeah. They're gonna have to carry this thing. Crowd's gonna show up, you think? I think the crowd will be there. Um and we're there for Purdue. They it weren't. was cold, though. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think so. Um, I, but, I think. I hope you're right. But it has to. I think usually the crowd reacts to what happens on the field. Right. So doesn't Maryland strike you as a team that's in, in a lot of ways it's very similar to Nebraska, except they have a quarterback that is you know one of the top in the college football, like you're talking about. Like they're pretty similar in a lot of ways. They are. You know, I went and watched the entire Maryland Northwestern game on YouTube, and Maryland shouldn't have lost that game. But they did. They lost the game because their defensive coordinator kept blitzing the hell out of Northwestern, and Northwestern kept hitting screens and deep balls. Um, Maryland will will blitz the hell out of Nebraska. They're going to come after Harburg. They're going to try to sack him every time. Yeah. And Nebraska's going to have to deal with it. And if they can, they'll win the game. If they can't, I can't think that Tagovailoa is just going to get shut down. I think he's going to throw a couple of touchdowns. It's supposed to be a windy day, but he's a good player. Like he's he's better than the Michigan State guys. Yeah. So I think he's going to make a few plays. You know, I think I I don't know. I think that offense has to be able to handle it, and they've got to come up with a plan this week. We'll get to the picks, I guess, in a minute. What you think of Husker basketball? Good. I like the the two big guys are. Um, they 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 bring a, a, an a, a older presence to the team, which I think it needs. Yeah. Um, I think that only helped last year, with you know, Sam Greasel showed up, and I'm the man, and I know what's going on, and, and here's how we have to do it. And Derek Walker followed, followed him, and you know right, right behind, and I think they have that element uh, right now. So listen to the two guys, the uh, post game press conference were. Basically, two guys saying, uh, "Here's what we need to do. Every, every, everybody follow us." Mm-hmm. So, I like that. That uh, they're very active inside. They they um, create their own shots. They left hand, right hand. Uh, they the, the whole team crashes the boards every every play. Um, there's there's a lot to like. Um, <clears throat> At the risk of, of having Bruce Chubba come after me again, I'm going to say that they they can make the NIT. Um, 
What did Bruce Chubbuck say? They should make the NCAA? Oh, he didn't like that NIT stuff. You know, you take that back. I'm going to show you. And so uh, he did. They won the, They made the NCAAs. Hmm. They beat KU and they beat Oklahoma State. Uh, two top ten teams, back-to-back home games. All right. But um, that was a long time ago. Um, Better team, too. <laughs> they could use a Bruce Chubbuck right now. Well, sure, sure they could. Yeah, every year they could. Um, anyway, I think they've got a chance, but they really need to get Juwan Gary out of whatever he's doing to stop doing and get on the court. He, he, he's such a, a defensive edge guy. Uh, helps them, and and of, and of, of course, Casey is the, the 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 game changes when he's on the court. He just changes it all by himself, mm-hmm. and um, there's no rush. The schedule helps them in a lot of ways, but they he needs to get on the court at some point. So um, I like him. And again, I think they can make postseason. I really do. Um, that game with Creighton is gonna be fun. That's going to be fun. Well, you know the thing I heard most this week, other than the Peacock thing? Rip Prince. Yeah, that's good. Um, that was a big I, deal. I like this trend of Jordy Ball coming home. You know, people wanted to be here. Uh, Caleb Benning, you know, the uh, the top players in your, your sport want to be there. I like that. And that's, that's a good trend to have. Um so, yeah, I mean it's it's a great it's a great league for women's basketball, um, but sometimes you can be the uh, p- the, the Pied Piper, and they've had that. Um, you know, certainly the the, the 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 ladies on their team now have have had been have been those kind of players too. Sometimes it takes you know somebody who, who's uh, the big name, and and. Uh, it just, it just gives everything a little more credibility. Yeah. So uh, I don't know who that person would be for Nebraska baseball, but um, maybe you know, maybe it's their turn. Well, yeah. I mean, that signing day today, they uh, there were a couple guys in this class. That are, one's going to LSU. One's going to Arkansas. They have some good players too. But I'm curious, Sam. In state. In, in state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know. Um, tell us about Britt Prince, though, Sam. Like you, you covered Nebraska women. Like like what like what does it mean for the program? You know what I mean? Like when you get a, when you get a signing like that, yeah. And um, and at this point in Amy Williams' tenure there and what they're trying to do, like what does that mean? I have covered the Nebraska women. Yeah, Mike Patterson is the expert on Britt Prince. Well, you from but, a, from okay, a Nebraska okay, women's okay. basketball. So perspective. I've seen Britt Prince play. Um, she is uh, a great player. So she's a point guard who's a distributor, but she can also really run push pace. And in college basketball, being able to do that is something. When she dribbles, she dribbles just fluid out in front, scores in transition, scores from the mid-range. These are things that Nebraska really needs. She's a decent three-point shooter, but I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of women who can shoot the three at the college basketball level, and Nebraska's got about six of them. So what, what you, what's harder to find, and the part of Caitlin Clark's game that people pay very little attention to, is the ability to get all the way to the rim. And truth be told, Caitlin can do all that. She doesn't have a do it very often because people are so guarded against her going to the rim all the time, and she's so willing to shoot 33-footers that they'll let her shoot the 33-footer. Um, and she'll do it, and she often misses them. But the reality is Britt Prince is really dangerous to the rim, and so what it does is it draws your defense out, 
and um, you know it, it creates lanes for your teammates as it has for Caitlin. I'm not comparing her to Caitlin Clark. I think Caitlin Clark's a different player um, and a different demeanor, just a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good of a player Caitlin Clark will be in the WNBA. I think she'll be good, um, but I don't know how good. Uh, I think Britt could be a really good player in the WNBA because I think she's a point guard and I think she can you know control a game and dribble around and things like that. I'm not comparing her to Paige Beckers, but she, her game's more similar to Paige Beckers. And Paige is bigger, so Paige plays at UConn and she's 6'1", but they're similar. They're more similar. Britt's number two team in this process was Indiana. It wasn't hmm. Creighton. It was Indiana. And Indiana has a former CU assistant on it. And Indiana's got a really good program, really good. And they have, they've had really good point guards. And so I think if you know a little bit about their team, you know, Grace Berger at IU, players like that, I mean, that, you know, that's what they wanted to, her to become. And Nebraska won out. They fended, her, they fended off IU, and I think Amy's to credit, but I think her daughter, who's also signed today, is also a credit. Hmm. Kennedy yeah. Williams is, is a huge recruit for them. I think she's going to end up – She's not, she's 5'3", so there's only so much she can do. There is, okay? That's, that's the reality of a 5'3 player. But she is going to be a glue for that team and a coach in a lot of ways. I think she'll, she'll end up being a huge asset to their team um, and not just the coach's kid, although she will be that. I think she's going to end up being a person who, so don't overlook her signing today because I think that's a big deal for that program. That program probably needs leadership more than it needs talent. And I think Kennedy Williams will actually provide that. Hmm. Now, let me throw out a name for you. Um, w- w- with regard to uh, that, Brett Prince, uh, Alex Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Here's where I'm going with this. A uh, local kid who was the best player all through high school and embraced the role, uh, knew what it meant, and, and took it to another level. That's what she did at Elkhorn North, a brand-new school. Uh, her mom coaching, um, but she was the best player as a freshman, right? So her whole career, she's been the best player in the state. She's embraced it. She understands it, and and she's uh, taken it to up up a notch every every time. I love that because she, she knows what she she knows what that means, and and she knows what it what it means for for, for her to go to Lincoln. Mm. And, and she said, I, I, it's an honor, it's, and I would play for my state school. And she understands what those is going to do. And, and I, 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 she's ready for it, right? It wasn't like, oh, what do I do? I better go here. No, she's ready. To, a, a Jordy Ball. I know, what I know what I can do. I know what I'm going to do there. And I, the, the, the impact that a, a player like that can have on a program, that's what I, I think. In some ways, Prince, whatever she does on the court, what she does off it will be equally as big. Um, you know, we're, we're watching Jordy Ball turn this softball thing into a – now, the the women's basketball gets good crowds, but maybe that'll sell out. Maybe it'll become a really a bigger thing across the state. Um, and will she bring other uh, – uh, the players, with the other players, the better players possible. follow her. Yeah. And especially in the age with the, the, the portal, is I got to go play in Nebraska for a year or two because she's there. Yeah. That's the impact I'm going to watch. Yeah. They, uh, they signed three today. Amaya Hargrove is that kid from small town, Illinois. 
they got a player in their 25 class who's really good. Uh, Mackenzie Mathurin. I can't remember. And she's from Oklahoma. But Tom's right. Like, people will want to come play with Britt and Allison Widener. So Allison's going to Richard this year. So he, she and Britt Prince will have two years together. And that'll be a backcourt. Hmm. Because you talk about, I mean, Allison Widener's the toughest player on the team. You talk about a backcourt, that's a backcourt. And Britt will learn a lot from Allison in, a, I think, a short amount of time. So there's a silver line. It's not really a silver line to Widener's injury, but one of the silver linings is that she has two years to play with Prince. That's going to be a big deal. Those two will be really good together. You know, it's a sneaky story here, Sam, is uh, Amy Williams is becoming somebody who has, has been good. We didn't, know, we didn't know what she was going yep. to be all about when Sean Eichhorst hired her many years ago. And uh, she's really built a program that uh, a lot of girls want to be part of. And uh, Jazz Shelley came back. Maybe that was NIL mm-hmm. par- partially. Um, but it's a program you want to be part of. And she just hasn't had that Sweet 16, the, the, the evidence in the tournament. But um, this is a big win for her. It, it elevates their program, elevates her. Um, She's she's becoming what um, you know. Connie Ori did a lot of things. Oh, and, and Amy Williams has done is doing things too. You might get a couple of comments for that. I, well, I'm not just. I, no. Hey, I love Amy. Well, she went to, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Connie went to the SB16. She did, and and so that's you know, this program has got a, a, a lot of potential. Agreed. The Nebraska basketball in the state has never has never realized its potential. Right. But this is a place where it is. Connie, Connie's great. I think that the league that Amy's in right now is just harder than what Nebraska was experiencing oh, at, the be- at the beginning of the Big Ten. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm was, not saying either. I'm just saying yeah. that this league's know, just harder. I mean, I, I went to the Sweet 16 with, with with the Nebraska women. It was a very big deal. So that that's sort of where they need to go again, and and maybe uh, I agree. Can, can they get to a Final Four? Can they? I mean, why not? They can do it. Um, if they, uh, I mean, it, it has to be on the table. You have to talk about it. You have to, you, you have to shoot for it. For Prince will give them an opportunity. Yeah. I would, I will say that. that like those two, Widener and Prince together, that gives them a real chance. But again, women's sports in Nebraska. It's going up. It's on the rise. It's getting better. I see Josie back there. She's, she's you know, women's sports in Nebraska, Josie. So again, again and again and again. They got two national champions on the track team. Volleyball. <laughs> Vo- yeah, volleyball's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Volleyball's all right. No, 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 they're good for sure. They're, they're good. I'm just sure. saying we're, we've had this whole discussion. I'm just saying we had this whole discussion, and we didn't even touch on the number one team in the country. They're good. So, you know, that's where we are. Evan, Evan got to listen to me talk for three hours at the in East Lansing about how I thought Nebraska was going to win the We had match people in Lawrence. That's right. Candace Reverse trying to sweep. find the Nebraska-Penn State game last Friday night. Yeah. That's what it means. We found that's it. That's what they are. So, um, well, hey, we, yes. we, we Nebraska did. volleyball is the best program in the country in volleyball, for sure. Thank Most you. talented team it's the best, volleyball it's by the some best program in Lincoln by far, too. Yes, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Yes. They're, they're by far the – they're going to win the national championship if, unless they don't, I guess. I don't know. That's, yeah. They're going to win it. I thought, unless well, unless they, they have a bad match. Last Friday night was for the, the, the Big Ten. If you lose that one and you lose at Wisconsin, you, you, you don't win the Big Ten. Right. 
So that was, I'm thinking Friday night, they at least want to win the Big Ten. That's right. Share. Um, but now that they, they might be this kind of team that goes into Madison and wins. Oh, I think, I think they it's will. on the table. If Lindsey Krause's healthy, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to talk about the, 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 the 2000 team. You're talking about the, 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 the kind of rat poison John Cook doesn't want to hear. Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated talk. I wonder if, like, if we get to the point in the Final Four, you could ask him to compare the two teams. And, like, which one would Do I have be to better? wait till then? Well, you know what I mean. Like, or whenever. <laughs> like, I would just be curious to see what he would say is the better team. Because, you know, again, I, rem- I was in college at that time. I would just say this team seems a lot yeah, better. Yeah, he, he won't do it in, 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 in the moment. He won't do it. But it doesn't mean I can't ask him. Um, yeah, I think it would be interesting <laughs> to see him compare the two. Let's get to the picks. Tom is a Nebraska volleyball in the picks. He's at 78 and 24. Evan is at uh, 69 and 33. And I'm at 66 and 36. Mm. Okay. You want to do the snake thing, you said? Yeah. All right. Snake order. So so it'll go uh, you, me, Tom. And then the Make next sense? game, Tom picks first. You well, pick. Then. That's the snake yes. order. Yeah. Correct. Let's All right. do it. Ole Miss, Georgia. Evan. Georgia. Then it's me? Yep. Georgia. Where's it at? Georgia. Georgia. Miami, Florida State. At Florida State. So I'm, I'm first. Now Tom goes first. Tom goes first. You're always in the middle. <laughs> Florida State. Florida State for me. Uh, I better stick it up. I better go Miami. Okay. You can't catch up unless you go the other way. Evan, no. Utah, Washington, at Washington. Washington. Oh, boy. Washington for me. Yeah, Washington. Tom, USC, Oregon, at Oregon. Oregon Ducks. Oregon for me. Oregon. Oregon for Evan. Evan, Tennessee at Missouri, at Missouri. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm slow on the uptake of Missouri being like really good. I got to go Tennessee. Tennessee, I'll take Missouri. M I Z. Yeah, you there. Tom, Michigan, Penn State. Oh my god. The big one coming early in this process. <sighs> Going with your head or your heart? Uh, what does my heart say? <laughs> uh, well, everyone's heart says I'm going to say. I'm going to say Michigan. Um, I'm going to say Michigan. Michigan. I will take Michigan. Evan. Penn State. All right. Rutgers, Iowa. Evan. Oh, my. That'll be, that'll be really interesting. Iowa. Iowa for me. Iowa. Iowa for Tom. Tom, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin for me. Evan. God, it's tempting to say Northwestern, but I'm going to go Wisconsin. <laughs> Indiana at Illinois, Evan. Uh, Illinois. Tom. Oh, it's me. It's my turn. I'm taking Indiana. At Illinois? Yeah. I am. I'll go Illinois. Illinois. I, I love Tom Allen. He, he, he's always hoarse, but I can't do it. <laughs> Elio! <laughs> Duke at North Carolina. Evan. I'm sorry, Tom. Duke <clears throat> at North Carolina. Tar Heel. I'll take North Carolina. Evan. Same. 
And the last one, Maryland, Nebraska. Evan. He's thinking about it. Maryland. I'm taking Maryland. I'm taking Nebraska. Late, late week switch. My two-minute drill picks Maryland. I thought about it, and I said the only reason I would pick Nebraska is because Maryland's 4-22 and in November. They if are. I look at the specific matchup, I think Maryland's a little better. Probably because of the quarterback. Very similar teams. One's yep. got the better quarterback. That is our pick six podcast for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about how I and Evan were wrong <laughs> about Maryland. Our wives will be disappointed because Nebraska makes a bowl game. <laughs> they like having us around for the holidays. And I don't know. We'll talk about something else, I'm sure. For Tom and Evan, I'm Sam. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.